This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Welcome into the Govals 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition of the podcast. I am Ben McKee, joined by Ryan Callahan on this edition, because Ryan, in the span of 30 minutes on Sunday afternoon, Tennessee beefed up both lines of scrimmage, Tennessee picking up a commitment from Lance Hurd, the LSU tackle transfer, which was very much expected. We've already published a podcast of yourself and Wes Rucker breaking down that edition, but we've got another podcast coming to you live on this Sunday because, again, Tennessee picked up another commitment out of the portal in the trenches. That's right. Uh, Stanford defensive lineman Jackson Moy uh, announced his commitment to Tennessee early Sunday afternoon, uh, just a little while after he wrapped up his official visit to Knoxville this weekend. Uh, That was one that we were obviously keeping a close eye on, just knowing that the you know, the spring semester is about to start at Tennessee. You know, classes were originally scheduled to start Monday, and now they're pushed back to Tuesday with the wintry weather that we've had in the Knoxville area. Uh, but obviously, you know, Tennessee, a, a lot like a lot of schools that are are starting soon and, and uh, in some cases already have started. So we knew Jackson Moy needed to make a decision pretty soon if he wanted to be able to enroll at a new school this month. And, uh, and so he ends up at Tennessee. And th- I think it essentially came down to Tennessee and Washington in the end. Uh, Moy had a a, uh, a a pretty adventurous ride through the transfer portal the past few weeks. He he went in the portal on December 31st, took his first visit to Arizona uh, that first weekend in January, 
that coaching staff ends up leaving. Um, but, but let's, let's not get, get the order messed up. That hadn't happened yet. And he, you know, he, he'd visit Arizona was still considering them. And then he gets to Washington for an official visit the weekend of January 13. And as soon as he gets to his hotel, he hasn't even started his, his visit really officially. He finds out that Kalen DeBoer is leaving for Alabama. Um, so that visit gets blown up before it even starts. I don't think he stayed there uh, for the weekend and, uh, and just went back home. So he's going back home thinking, okay, well, Arizona's my, my best option uh, right now that I've visited there. And then reports surfaced that Jed Fish is maybe leaving Arizona to go to Washington. So, uh, so he ends up with that staff going to Washington. They had reached back out to him after they got to Washington, so that was an option too, I think. But uh, in the end, really liked Tennessee and, and, and the weekend visit to Knoxville, I think really sold him on his opportunity with the balls. Uh, nice pickup here. You know, we talked about the defensive line being a position Tennessee might try to address in the transfer portal and, and potentially at multiple positions. You know, defensive tackle is an interesting one because they've, they've got a lot of guys leaving after this season. Um, you know, really a big need there for 2025, but this gives them another guy that can play uh, in 2024 as well has some real experience from Stanford where he started seven games this season. So uh, a lot to like about this pickup for Tennessee and, uh, and, and to get him in here the final weekend before classes start at Tennessee and uh, kind of quickly sell him on a place that he admitted he wasn't sure he would fit in uh, before he made the trip, you know, didn't really know what to expect. Didn't know if it would be the right fit for a guy who's originally from California and, and, you know, used to staying on the West coast. i uh, never been to Tennessee before. And, you know, by the end of the weekend, decided that you know Tennessee kind of felt uh, felt a lot like home, you know, friendly people, a lot like Polynesian culture, and uh, and and felt like a place he could really see himself for the next couple of years. So I think a nice addition here for Tennessee, and definitely some someone that solidifies the defensive line outlook for Tennessee for both this year and for 2025. How much did Nico Iamalieva and Keenan Peely, being from the West Coast, that Polynesian culture that you just discussed, how much do you believe that that did impact his decision? I, th I think that helped uh, uh, at least a little bit. I, I definitely think that was something that, that made it easier for him to feel at home at Tennessee. You know, I think he, I think he liked the, you know, once he spent some time on campus, I think he liked the coaching staff and uh, a lot of things about the, the the place and just the the program obviously sells itself to a, to a degree, just all, you know, all, obviously all the facilities and the chance to play in the SEC. And uh, even on a weekend when the weather's tough, you know, it's a little probably felt a little bit different for him. Uh, being around all the snow and cold weather in Knoxville, uh, e even coming from a place like Stanford that's not, you know, Southern California, um, still a little bit out of the ordinary for him. But uh, but still, you know, even with all that, found a lot to like about Knoxville and just really enjoyed all the people he encountered. But yeah, among those people uh, were Keenan Peely. Uh, Nico was not around this weekend to uh, to spend time with him, at least during the visit. I think he was uh, among the players reporting by Sunday, uh, but didn't get to meet with him this weekend. But he certainly knew about him. Uh, and, and obviously Keenan Peely spent some time with him, as I mentioned. And then uh, you've got also Aaron Amaama, the, the, uh, the recruiting analyst on Tennessee's staff, uh, who, who also uh, is, of, is of Polynesian heritage. So you've got a, a few ties there uh, that, that sort of, you know, as he mentioned, if he, if he needs to, to, to be around people like that, needs to sort of get away and spend some time with some guys like that to, to feel a little closer to home, you know, that, that he's, he's got that there. And I think that did add to the comfort level with Tennessee and, and just, you know, hard, hard for him not to be excited about the opportunity to uh, to continue his career in the SEC. You know, just wanted to take a new path, he said. And uh, I think likes a lot of the things Tennessee has to offer. And, you know, especially with how things had kind of been, how, how the rug had been pulled out from under him, essentially, at a couple different places. Uh, you know, Tennessee went out to see Jackson Moy uh, earlier this week, sent 
uh, sent LaVorne Harbin, the senior uh, defensive analyst, out to to California to see him uh, in the San Diego area where he's from. And, uh, you know, just, you know, it seemed like it was it, it, everything aligned pretty quickly once once Tennessee set its sights on him uh, last weekend. And, and I think just the way things had gone for him in the portal seemed like things were certainly trending this way. But they did have to sell him on Tennessee this weekend. You know, again, I think he went into the weekend really not sure that this that this was the kind of place where he would fit in naturally. And, and he obviously felt that. And I think part of that was, you know, having sort of that that, that Polynesian culture uh, at least infused a little bit in, into everything he, he saw at Tennessee this weekend. How do you see Jackson Moy fitting in along the defensive line? And uh, what level of player do you feel Tennessee is getting? I, I on one hand, kind of feel like Tennessee fans – are a little bit surprised by by this addition, not in the sense of they weren't aware that he was visiting or or anything along those lines, but it feels like everything's been so offensive line centric and and focused on that unit that that you almost forgot that maybe you you needed a body there, but you know you also have a lot of veterans returning at at that position as well. So I think almost some fans wrote this position off in the transfer portal. Yeah, and it, and it was getting a little bit later in the month. So, you know, the fact that Tennessee hadn't had a lot of visitors on the defensive line, uh, you know, kind of signaled that they might not might not be likely to add someone there this month. And then this this, you know, this obviously kind of came up about a week ago that uh, that Tennessee was was involved with Moy and was was going to host him on a visit uh, this weekend. So it, it's uh, it's one of those positions I think they always had their eyes on. Uh, a little bit to see if they could find someone who was the right fit. And I think the right fit needed to be someone with multiple years of eligibility left because as you said, they do have uh, a handful of seniors coming back who've played a lot of football at Tennessee uh, between Omari Thomas and now Omar Norman Lott, who you know had a chance to leave for the NFL draft and has just decided to stay for his senior season. Uh, Bryson Eason is back. Elijah Simmons is back. So, you know, ha- having those those veterans there who play a lot of football, it's it's not a situation where you probably feel you have to bring in someone from the transfer portal, but at the same time, adding another body there certainly solidifies that rotation. And the big thing to me is this really makes the outlook for 2025 uh, a lot better for Tennessee at the defensive tackle position. Uh, you know, you, you have David Hobbs, who's obviously a talented young guy, second year going into his second year at Tennessee, should play uh, a bit more, you would think, in 2024. And, you know, after those seniors clear out of that room after 2024, which is is probably what's going to happen, you know, we'll see with COVID years and all that, if anybody stays beyond 2024, but some of those guys don't even have that option. And, uh, and, and yeah, so there's a real chance you lose all four of those guys after next season. And then you'd be left with essentially David Hobbs, you know, Jason Jenkins, some guys like that. Uh, Not, not a whole lot of experience would be back at defensive tackle and some younger guys, you know, that we'll see how they, develop over the next year so this gives you a much more known commodity that can really step into a bigger role in 2025 but in the meantime we know Rodney Garner plays you know likes to play 12 defensive linemen a lot of times and this is a guy who's played a lot of football at another power five program and can easily step in and and give you some quality reps at defensive tackle to to really stabilize things there you know they've had injury issues at times with uh with some of those guys at defensive tackle as well so um, this is another guy that you know you can count on that played played a lot this year for Stanford, made seven starts uh, as a as a true sophomore. Ha, you know, hasn't redshirted, so he's got three years left to play two seasons. Um, so that's a a really nice situation to be able to add a guy like this. So it's kind of a I, I would describe this as maybe a luxury add for Tennessee more so than a need. Um, it's obviously a player who 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 fills a need, uh, but it's more it's more of a, a pressing need for 2025 and for 2024 
uh, something they didn't have to have, like, say, an offensive tackle like Lance Hurd, um, but c- certainly someone that they can count on to really stabilize things and, and give them the, the certainty of knowing that he's got a couple of years of eligibility, eligibility left and, and can play a lot of football for Tennessee over the next two years. Well, and if there is a position where you add someone of luxury rather than need, it is along the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. And I don't know that Tennessee's offensive line and, and certainly the defensive line wasn't in a bad place going into the month of, of January, but just big picture when you look at how big of a day Sunday was for Tennessee with with Lance Hurd committing and Jackson Moy as well. I mean, you, you can always beef up the line of scrimmage, uh, especially in the SEC, because that that's what's going to help you get over the top. No, no doubt about it. And again, the, the big thing is, and, and Lance Hurd helps with this too, you know, Tennessee's sort of been, you know, kicking the can down the road a little bit on the offensive line and the defensive line, trying to prevent this mass exodus. You know, we were kind of expecting that at one point for Tennessee after the 2023 season on, after this past season on the offensive line, uh, that, that they might lose, uh, you know, John Campbell and Cooper Mays and Javante Spragans, that all these guys might leave, you know, as it turned out, uh, the only one who who ended up leaving was Gerald Mincy, and that was to the transfer portal. Uh, and otherwise, the only starter they lost was was Ali Lane, who had no eligibility left. So they've they've kind of patched things up for one more year. Um, but then after that, you have some guys leaving. John Campbell, Cooper Mays, Javante Spragans have to have to leave after next year. They'll be out of eligibility. So they you have to count on replacing them. Same or similar situation on the defensive line. You know, Tyler Barron leaves, and that's a position, you know, a position they still might try to address in the transfer portal either either later this month or, or more likely after spring practice. We'll see if they can find anyone. They've already explored some options, but if the right guy was out there that, who could be more of a strong side defensive end type, sort of a Tyler Barron replacement, I think they would still be interested in that. That was the position that at one time looked more likely for Tennessee to address via the transfer portal on the defensive line, but this was always sort of uh, on their on their radar as well to to look for someone who could fill this type of need for Tennessee at defensive tackle and and so yeah th- this fits into that uh, that's that same pattern on on the, on the defensive line where you're you're expecting a mass exodus after 2024 you're you're trying to patch things up not just for this year but for 2025 and it it keeps Tennessee from having to just go to the transfer portal or, or go into next offseason knowing that it needs you know, potentially a starter out of the transfer portal at defensive tackle. Now you can have an internal guy who's already played some for you in 2024 who can kind of step into that role along with David Hobbs and, and whoever else emerges there and, and whoever they might get in the 2025 recruiting class as well. So it's a much better situation now adding a guy like Jackson Moyes. So this is more, you know, again, probably a little more long-term oriented move um, because it, I think it is in some ways more about 2025 than 2024, but it, it certainly makes the outlook for Tennessee's defensive line in 2024 even better. Um, if you are looking for you know sort of a, a description of, of Jackson Moya's skill set, um, I haven't watched enough film yet to to really have a, a great feel for him. So so we'll hopefully have more on that. Uh, reach I've reached out to our Stanford site to get a little more insight on him. But just from early descriptions I've heard from people, just looking at his production, I would say he's he's not as tall as him, but I would say you know production wise, you can maybe expect an Omari Thomas type player more so than an Omar Norman lot. And by that, I mean, you know, probably a little bit more of a run stopper as opposed to a pass rusher. Uh, and that's, that's what you have at the defensive tackle position a lot, um, but still a pretty athletic guy. You know, he's about six foot two, 
right around 300 pounds, you know, not the biggest, biggest body guy, but still a big enough body to, uh, to, to, to plug, plug gaps in there and, and be able to stand up well against SEC offensive linemen. And he liked, he's got two years of real experience. He played both years at Stanford, played a lot of snaps, uh, and again, started seven games this past season. So there is a lot to like there. And it seems like he would be a, a pretty natural fit and, and has a build where he could probably play a three technique or, uh, line up as the bigger defensive tackle there, kind of in the middle of the line, uh, depending on what you need. So has some positional versatility as well and, and pretty good athlete. So it's uh, there's a lot to like about this move. And and again, really, really kind of shores up that long-term outlook for Tennessee on the defensive line where 2025 was a huge question mark. Now I think there's going to be a little more stability there coming out of 2024 once Tennessee loses those guys like Amari Thomas. Sunday was a great day for Tennessee in the transfer portal. A great day in the midst of a very busy weekend. So we have a couple of other things we want to discuss before we get out of here. But before we do that, we do need to take a quick time out here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Money! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition because Jackson Moy, a Stanford defensive lineman, has committed to Tennessee on this Sunday, 30 minutes after Lance Hurd did so. And Ryan Callahan and myself, Ben McKee, are here to react to that news and have some other things that we want to discuss from the recruiting trail as well. And before we continue that conversation, would like to take a moment to encourage you to go like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you do get our podcast. That would greatly help us out, and we would greatly appreciate that as well. Ryan, first things first. I, I, I know it's 
junior day got canceled and some guys still made it into town and, and this and that, but nobody cares about all that. Quite frankly, everybody cares about the looming decision from George McIntyre, the five-star quarterback in the class of 2025. He is set to announce his decision first thing Monday morning. That's right. And, uh, and that's obviously one we've been kind of watching closely throughout the month, knowing that he was already working toward a, a, a January decision uh, for, for a while, you know, when he visited Tennessee most, uh, I guess, most recently in November uh, going into this month for the Georgia game, he, he made it pretty clear that he was already working toward a decision that that would probably be his final visit to Tennessee before he announced his decision. Uh, I, you know, he, he went to LSU after that uh, for, for one final visit there. Uh, but this thing, you know, has, has pretty much been down to Tennessee and Alabama for for a while, uh, and and you know, it, obviously interesting that he ended up back at Tennessee this weekend uh, to to hang out one of several guys who did make it in uh, for this, uh, you know, not Junior Day, but you know, a small group of visitors that still decided to go through with their originally scheduled visits to Tennessee this weekend. Um, so he he was able to make it in, spend some time with Josh Heupel and and Joey Halsley and everybody else on staff and. Uh, and attend the basketball game where it sounded like some students uh, chanted his name a little bit and uh, you know, showed him some love. So uh, I think Tennessee's been in good shape there for a while. And that's uh, obviously, you know, people looking at it from the outside would say, you know, obviously the, the coaching change at Alabama has to have helped Tennessee's chances. Um, I felt I felt good about Tennessee's chances even before uh, the coaching change there. But uh, I think that if there was any any question there, you know, that, that probably made, made it even easier to view Tennessee as the front runner for, uh, for George McIntyre, uh, once, once Nick Saban left Alabama. So, uh, we'll see, uh, you know, exactly when that announcement happens as of the recording of this podcast, that it's still scheduled for Monday morning around nine 30 central time. So 10 30 Eastern, uh, at, at Brentwood Academy over in the Nashville area, but he is obviously at the mercy of whether schools are open. Uh, schools are already closed for in Knoxville for Monday, uh, we'll see what what Brentwood Academy decides to do. I don't. I, I've yet to hear of any uh, final decision being announced there as to whether they'll be open Monday. I think there's still a chance they will be, but obviously now the question they could be closed and force him to push back his announcement because he is doing it at school, wants to do it in front of students and and, and his, you know friends and classmates and family uh, and have a have a have a fun day with it. So. He is uh, he is definitely planning to do that in, in front of a big crowd, and, and if school is closed, that would probably force him to to postpone again, because I think he originally planned to do it earlier this week. Um, you know, at, at one point they were discussing Thursday, and then the the, the inclement weather forced them to push that back. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see w- whether that goes off as planned. But it, it, as of right now, that's still the plan, and I think Tennessee's still in a good spot, as you would expect, based on the fact that two crystal ball predictions have been made for the Vols and. And again, they've hosted him on just a number of visits. I think a half dozen visits to Tennessee last year, um, you know, a couple of the year before that, and then another one on Saturday. So uh, if you're Tennessee, I think you're feeling pretty good going into that announcement, but we'll obviously find out uh, hopefully here pretty soon. And that goes without being said that he would be the crown jewel of this class if if Tennessee could, could land him. I, I know signing day is about a year away, but um, – Man, he he could really kickstart the 2025 class for Tennessee if Tennessee is able to finish the deal there. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing is you know quarterbacks commit early uh, in a lot of cases. You know Nico Iamaliava committed a couple of years ago back in March, and uh, the, the hope there at that time was that he would help Tennessee bring in some some receivers and offensive linemen and you know things like that to to go with him. They had a little bit of trouble at receiver in in, in that class, but. I think he faced some challenges there because, you know, he was a, he was a California guy 
in a lot of cases, helping to recruit players from the Southeast that he didn't really have longstanding relationships with. If Tennessee can land George McIntyre, there, there's some obvious uh, there, there's some obvious benefit to that, not just from the fact that George McIntyre is a really good player and based on his current rankings, the highest ranked quarterback to ever come from the state of Tennessee in the modern era of recruiting. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of what people wanted Ty Simpson to be uh, a couple years ago if he had picked Tennessee, uh, George McIntyre is that and a little bit more because he's currently ranked the number nine overall prospect in the 2025 class by 24-7 sports. Um, so this is this would be a huge, huge deal if Tennessee can get this one across the finish line. And, uh, you know, big time frame, big time, you know, good arm can, can do can do just a, a ton of things well at the quarterback position and comes from a football family as the, you know, the nephew of Mike McIntyre, the FIU coach, and then uh, the the grand grandson of the late uh, Vanderbilt coach, uh, who also went by the name of George McIntyre. So um, that is uh, that that is an impressive skill set and, and background to to, to add and in, in him as a player. But on top of that, you get uh, a guy that's pretty well connected in the state uh, on the same seven on seven team with Rodarius Jackson and Cameron Sparks, a couple big time receiver targets for Tennessee. Uh, Jalen Morgan, a four star defensive back from Rockvale, is also on the same seven on seven team. So a few guys in state that, that he's very close to that would uh, would let, would at least be very interested in teaming up with him. You know, everything in, in this day and age is about, you know, in, in a lot of cases, it comes down to NIL for, for highly recruited players. So everybody's kind of looking out for themselves. But uh, to have a five star quarterback there recruiting those guys and that that have good relationships with them, that's that's going to be a big deal. So I think it, it certainly would get Tennessee's 2025 20, class, which is already off to a good start. It would get it off to a great start if you can add a five star quarterback you know, in the month of January where, you know, you potentially got 11 months for him to go out there and recruit other guys to join him. That, that would be a big, big deal for Tennessee. Absolutely. It would. And I, I think all you need to know is in terms of the priority that George McIntyre has been, uh, Josh Heupel sitting with him during the Tennessee Alabama basketball game on Saturday. I think that tells you all you need to know about how important Tennessee views George McIntyre. And it would certainly be a huge addition for the Vols and uh well if, not go ahead well as I say and not just not just the fact that he was at the basketball game with him but that every time Josh Heupel and his staff have had a chance to go on the road all, for for the past several months their first stop has been Brentwood Academy uh Josh Heupel when he went out the fall evaluation period started the day before Tennessee season opener against Virginia where was he on the sideline at Brentwood Academy's uh home game that night just down the road so They've they've made it clear from day one, you know, for a while it was George McIntyre and Deuce Knight at the top of Tennessee's quarterback board before, uh, you know, it sort of became clear that, that Deuce Knight maybe wasn't the, the perfect fit for Tennessee. But even at that time, I think it was really more 1A, 1B between McIntyre and Knight and, and maybe even more clear cut than that, that McIntyre was the guy they wanted. So so Tennessee clearly has made him a huge priority for a long time. And, and again, their actions have kind of shown that with the way they've recruited him, even, even at the end of his sophomore year and, and early junior year, just really, really going out there and making it clear that uh, he, he's the guy they've wanted at the quarterback position for quite some time. And as of the recording of this podcast, he will make his decision, announce his decision at 1030 Eastern time on uh, Monday morning, weather permitting. Uh, we will keep an eye on that to see if that, remains to, to be the case and of course we will have plenty of coverage of george's decision at go vols 24 7 one way or the other before we get out of here ryan uh junior day was canceled this weekend because of the weather uh what does that mean for tennessee and obviously george was able to make it in who, who else was able to make it in to, despite the poor weather and, and junior day being canceled 
Yeah, mostly some some out of state guys who had who had planned to make the trip had had plane tickets booked in some cases, things like that. Uh, so you had a couple highly ranked guys from California, wide receiver Marcus Harris uh, and his teammate Darius Stixon uh, from from Modern Day High School, the the powerhouse there in California. Uh, those guys made the trip, uh, and, and a big deal for Tennessee to get them on campus. Uh, Jack Van Dorsalier, the, the four star tight end from Texas, who just committed to Tennessee uh, earlier this month. He was also uh, back on campus coming off his his commitment. So those guys, you know, already kind of had had trips scheduled and made it in. Uh, Cortland Guillory, uh, a 2025 cornerback from Texas, also uh, had gotten some interest from Tennessee and, and obviously was invited to the junior day, made plans and then decided to follow through on that trip after it was canceled. He comes in and gets an offer from Tennessee. And, and we had a story up on on Sunday on Go Vols 24-7 with more on that. And uh, caught up with Darius Dixon already as well. And uh, and obviously George McIntyre was in. Um, you know, the other headliner that was going to be at Tennessee's junior day Saturday, if it had gone off without a hitch, was David Sanders, the five-star offensive tackle from Charlotte, North Carolina. He did not make it in as of right now. He's expected to be back at Tennessee on February 3rd for their other scheduled junior day uh, leading up to the, uh, the, the most of February dead period uh, that starts uh, after that weekend. So Tennessee still should have a chance to host him as long as the weather doesn't mess up that weekend too. Um, still should have a chance to host him here in the next couple of weeks, but obviously a little bit of a blow to not have a full blown junior day. They, they had a pretty impressive list of guys coming in, obviously headlined by those couple five stars and some other highly ranked four stars in the, in the 2025 class. So a couple of big time guys in the 26 class as well. Uh, Aaron Gregory out of Georgia uh, was uh, was kind of among the the headliners in that class. So it was going to be a pretty impressive showing. Never ideal to have to cancel something like that, but you obviously don't want to encourage players to to make the trip and then have have someone get in a in a tricky situation and then have that uh, you know be an issue. So so they they did the right thing, I think, calling it off. And uh, it's still we're we're fortunate enough to have some guys on campus, but not not a major weekend. And now we'll see if they. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't sound like they're gonna have a full blown junior day next weekend, uh, and add that to the schedule to make up for it. But I think they'll probably try to have some guys on campus uh, next weekend to maybe offset that a little bit. And then obviously it'll be kind of full steam ahead for February third, trying to get a lot of guys in for that one. And also in early March, there will be another junior day before spring practice starts, where you try to try to get some guys there one last time before spring practice. And then of course you always have spring practices as well. So the long term impact of this probably not substantial. But sure, it is a missed opportunity anytime you have some guys scheduled to visit and they're not able to make it for any reason. And so, yeah, it's a so it's a it's a minor setback for sure, but not something that I think will be a a devastating blow to Tennessee's recruiting efforts with the 2025 class. How can people follow you and your work as Tennessee begins to work on the 2025 class and obviously follow your coverage of George McIntyre's decision this week? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and hopefully that will go off without a without a hitch Monday morning. And we'll uh, either way have all the updates for you on that and much more. Uh, GoVols247.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Callahan247. Yeah, we'll, we'll have full coverage from uh, George McIntyre's announcement whenever that does go down, assuming it sticks to, to, to Monday morning. That should be here in less than uh, less than 24 hours. So stay tuned and we'll uh, have all that covered and more. But it's already been a, a pretty big day for Tennessee with a couple transfer portal additions and uh, potentially a big uh, a big span of 24 hours or so if they can uh, if they can finish things off with George McIntyre and and land him on Monday. So stay tuned and uh, we'll have it have it covered for you every step of the way. We absolutely will. He is Ryan Callahan. I'm Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. There's that button. And now I can say 
Thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock. Got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 